everyone. We are Patty and Jesse, and this is Aging Ungracefully, a podcast where we talk about our respective quarter life and midlife crisis fun. Are these ageist concepts? Yes. But here we are. So <laughs> with that, we have a special episode today. Um, we are going to go straight into some specific topics that have been very top of mind for us. School, which we talk about a lot. Yeah, and then um, career stuff, which we we allude to, mostly related to school. And <laughs> I would love to tell you, Patty, about the fact that I went to a networking event, How and was it? it was a dinner, and mm-hmm. I was. I have so I mean I don't know if you and I have talked about it that much, but I have social anxiety, which nobody believes because. I mean, like, I'm like this and it's a podcast. (laughs) Um, And then I can speak to like a room of a thousand people and only be like kind of nervous. But when you put me in a group of like eight people, I am dying inside. Like it is the worst anxiety for me. So going to like networking events is really hard for me. Going to networking dinners, especially because I still am like, I've really enjoyed not being sick for three years. I'd really like to not get COVID. And everyone has gotten either COVID or a really bad cold or flu in the last Mm -hmm. month. So I'm extra like, it's not even like COVID. I'm going to go to the hospital. I just don't want to feel like, because when I get sick because of my respiratory stuff, I'm sick for like a month. Don't get a cold You totally get, yeah, you get this. I know you get this. Like, I'm like, I don't want to be sick right now, but this really nice man who, I mean, I have a lot of respect for him and the work he does, um, invited me to a networking dinner. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was really touched. I was like, that's sweet of him to think of me. Um, so I have to go. And instead of doing my normal, Jesse, let me get back to you for three days and me. debate about it. <laughs> I was like, you're going to commit, you're going to commit now. And you are not allowed to back out, which is huge okay. growth for me. Huge growth yeah. for me. So I committed and I went and I also tried to save money and it was a really expensive restaurant so I was like looking at the menu like trying to plan ahead of time how to not spend money I had like just a cup of soup type of thing and luckily like that was fine in the dynamic anyway um but I will say it was not my best work Patty I do not know if I will be invited (laughs) to future dinners that this man puts together (laughs) So have you ever been to a networking dinner? Thankfully, no, because I also have social anxiety and I will not. I don't think I could survive. I don't think it, I can. I wouldn't walk out of that dinner alive. The, OK, so also Jesse's a lightweight with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was having a drink and normally that's I still feel very comfortable having like water. It was too late for me to have tea or like something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but they had cider and like, it looked like a real, I was like, I'll, I'll have a cider. I'll have, but they didn't have a half pint. There was a full pint. Oh, Patty, I, I literally, like all they had was the big can, right? I literally would like on my way, like to the bathroom, gave them the last half of my drink because I was struggling so much. I was like, if I drink this whole drink, <laughs> it'll be too fast and things will go even worse. So even like a half a cider, I was like, just shut your mouth, Jesse. Just shut your mouth. So and I gave that. And they were like, is there something wrong with it? And I was like, no, I just need to not have anything. <laughs> and the guy was this, like, this is for you. This is for your well-being. Right. And I was like, no, it was delicious. I need you to help me 
by taking away this drink <laughs> I paid ten dollars for. <laughs> like so it was it was a stretch out of my comfort zone. The guy across from me was so funny because um so I did the I'm I'm a look, I'm an asshole. I did the research on who was going to this dinner to like talk myself, this will be great. And there were people with pretty diverse backgrounds Mm -hmm. and like, this will be interesting. I am going for my career. I want to make sure I meet so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Oh, so-and-so-and-so-and-so. I, you know, they have nothing to do with what I'm trying to do. I'm not sure we would like have anything to talk about. So obviously like the one person I was like, oh, we, we have no overlap was who sat across from me, but he was worse than me. <laughs> which only made me worse than I might have otherwise been. So the two of us were just <laughs> a situation. He he ordered something really sloppy to eat and like a minute in no. he's like what a minute in he's like why did I order this? I was like I don't know dude. I don't know. It was like 30 bucks and it better be really good cuz it was it looked like a hot mess. No. But he had just graduated from a very prestigious MBA program and he couldn't find a job right now either. Oh no, don't don't say that. <laughs> and I know. <laughs> so and, and like there was there was some like details as to why like he thought he was getting a job with a place and then they ended up not having the fun. Like it was like it was a legit crummy situation. Right? Yeah. And like being someone who's generally not sympathetic to people with a lot of privilege and as I got <laughs> to know this this person, they had a lot of privilege. Um it was funny, it kind of ended up me being like a therapist validating how hard his situation <laughs> is right now. instead of like networking with someone that I could collaborate <laughs> with it was me being like no it was not the same experience to get you know an MBA online right now it is hard having moved during like, like pandemic yeah. like, just validating all these things he's like I really appreciate you oh <laughs> so like that was and then I was like, I need to give them back my cider. <laughs> I'm just like a therapist and I'm trying to talk to like the person next to me. And like none of us had networked in way too long. And there were like 20 of us. And it was just, we spent like 10 minutes talking about dogs. And like the person next to me and I, like we were happy to talk about dogs. They had three right. dogs. <laughs> no one else at the table wanted to talk about dogs. <laughs> like, Patty networking dinners are worse than networking at conferences is the moral of the story I do recommend trying it just for the stories afterwards <laughs> it was awful I would love to I would love to do a networking dinner the thing is like when I am nervous I love having something in my hand at in any social situation because mm-hmm. then I have something distract me it's like yes. I'm sipping my drink or I'm eating yes. my fries yes um the problem is like I can like absorb myself in eating my fries like these are the best fries and I won't talk to anyone I'll be like these are the best fries I've ever had I'm like wow this drink is so good I'm like wow now I have to go to the bathroom where is the bathroom oh this bathroom is like the nicest bathroom <laughs> it's definitely like can I hide in the bathroom for a while <laughs> maybe a little bit maybe a so little. I feel like it would be fun I don't know if Patty would make it out alive <laughs> out of the social situation it would be fun but not necessarily a successful networking endeavor exactly like I'll talk about dogs I'll talk about the weather for so long <laughs> we talked about the weather 
so much that I almost, actually, this was when I gave my drink back. I almost said, why are we talking about the weather so much? And I barely caught myself. And then I was like, I need to make sure that I am maintaining my very limited filter. (laughs) Patty, we talked about the weather. We talked about how cold it was. We talked about the weather in different parts of the country. We talked, <laughs> including places none of us lived or had been to recently. How did we, you know the weather? Because the weather's been so wild, <laughs> so wild. And like one of the people's from the East Coast, and we talked about the East Coast weather. Like, I mean, and someone brought up Boston. And if we talk about Boston, I mean, I want to talk about things other than the weather. I want to talk about all the stereotypes and being like, what was your experience? <laughs> like all these things, because I've only been to Boston once. Tell me tales <laughs> of what Boston's actually like. Uh, but no, we just talked about where it snows and where it doesn't. And I think it was when there was like one of the Arctic freezes or whatever they're called. Uh-huh. And I mean, Carl the Fog. Came Carl. Up. Carl came yes. up, which if you're not from the Bay is what they call the fog in San Francisco that like lives here in summer. <laughs> it was... I mean, I don't want to be mean because I also was part of this and these people were nice and I don't want to be mean to them. (laughs) I did not make the situation better. We were all doing the best we could possibly do and I was glad to meet them and I don't want to talk about weather anymore. (laughs) It was enough. You got all your weather fun facts out of the way. They're not new anymore. I know. Weather's a thing. I'm from San Diego. It's not a thing in San Diego. So it's just not going to be the topic I can also be interesting about. <laughs> but that was that was my networking meal. If anyone has a chance to go to a networking dinner with me, good luck. Yeah, I mean, when I'm uncomfortable, I am funny. So if anyone goes to a networking dinner with me. <laughs> you would think I would be, but I... Oh, I don't think they, I think I get notably less funny. Have you been to a work dinner with like, oh yeah, I know you have. You've been to work dinner with like a dozen or more people. I have. The pressure to get the seat that's going to be the least painful emotionally is high. Yeah. I mean, I just take a seat and I stay there. (laughs) (laughs) You're the opposite of me. I'm like, everyone sit down. I want at least half of the people to sit down first and then I will sit between or next to someone that I feel like I have a chance at having a conversation with. And I don't like to drink in front of people I work with. Like mm-hmm. um, I used to not drink at all. Now it's like, well, maybe one drink. But at my last meal at my last job, I got to sit by someone that I, we had, we had a similar situation that like people didn't relate to in our work where like we mm-hmm. had to take the hits on behalf of our boss basically. Yeah. And so we were like not loved. <laughs> because that was our job and you know we just like took the blame for things that weren't our fault a lot so we had like we we were the thorn in each other's side on multiple occasions given (laughs) this was our job but we sat and I and it was like really fun it was like really fun and we both like I mean free really top quality like alcohol like we just were like let's just the two of us have dinner together (laughs) It was really, really fun. So, it, you know, it can go well, but like, I don't know. I'm going to need a minute before I can do one of those again. I'm yeah. Yeah. I If I ever get invited to a networking dinner, I feel like I'll I'll tap you for all the best networking dinner tips. I mean, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I will be like, 
I can give you a lot of things not to do. Like, don't talk about the weather too much. Uh, I do like you just, like, sitting first because someone's got to. Someone's got to. Yeah. I, my strategy, because I'm awkward in many social situations, and I'm also introverted, so, like, I can stay in a corner and just mind my own business, like, for so long. And this is the opposite of what you want. Yeah. In, like any situation involving networking or like work or anything. So I'll wait for one or two people to sit down and then I'll pick a seat. And Mm -hmm. naturally people who are more like adept at socializing than I am will like move around. So if you sit in one seat, it's a high possibility that people will rotate around and you'll be able to have conversations with multiple people. See, you're so much smarter than me. Less work. You're so much smarter because you don't even have to make the decision. Do I leave now? Do I talk to someone else? You're just planted. Mm-hmm. They can make their decisions for both of you. <laughs> That's smart. Have you, you've never been to like a professional networking conference, like with hundreds of people, have you? No, I haven't. Um... I think you and I should go to a conference, but not be allowed to talk to each other and just <laughs> like watch each other try to struggle through things. Because I struggle the most with when I see the other like individual person sitting somewhere I'm like are they the person that wants to be left alone or are they introvert that I'm gonna get along really well with there are no other options and I don't know how to figure that out and I feel like you could help me figure that out I feel like the introvert or extroverted duo is what makes the networking event like I have a lot of extroverted friends that have adopted me over the years and I've met other friends through them. And I feel like for a lot of like, I haven't gone to like a professional networking event with like hundreds and thousands of people, but I have done some like, uh, like smaller, like things back in college or like through yeah. my yeah. friends, like work, they sometimes have like, uh, like partnered work with different nonprofits and they'll invite me. Um, and it's worked out really well for me. I mean... <laughs> Having that extroverted friend who's just like, loves mixing friend groups it's so helpful it's so helpful but I'm like a one-on-one person instead of a group person I mean I'd love a group of friends but I mean you know my husband like it is not shocking that I like if I have if my <laughs> introvert radar is on and I like see like there's the person I'm like that that is who I'm going up to. That is who I'm talking. I feel like that like radar has just gotten weak over the years for some reason. But like I always will just talk to even in my like MBA program. I'm like, this one woman was such an introvert and she was like my favorite person in the program. So I was so excited that I sat by her because I was like, she looks nervous. But I'm gonna talk to her. I will say, like, right now, networking in my grad program, it's like impossible. And I'm trying to learn from my mistakes from when I got my MBA and was uh-huh. horrifyingly authentic <laughs> <laughs> and like be professional and try to be helpful. And like, it's all online and it's mostly people stressed about the workload. I don't, I'm like, do you want validation or do you want tips? I don't know because this is just a group text. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So networking, my current program is like not a thing. It's absolutely not a thing. It's um, it's so stinks. hard. It stinks. As hard as it is in person, this program has made me like 
take for granted this like virtual breakout room kind of networking that some like events are doing. Like I was taking that for granted because it just seemed so like inferior to in-person, but it's leaps and bounds better than like yeah people frustrated on a group text. So like yes. I, I so much like information you get from being able to see someone's face. Well, I'm very visual. So I'm so, very expressive with my tone and like, I need those things. Yeah. So like, I'm sure the group text is like so hard to network because you're like, well, did you say this in a funny way? Like, are we laughing? Like, are we sad? Like, <laughs> are you saying like, ah, oh, this is so much reading this week? Or are you saying like, this is so much reading this week? I don't know. Right. Like add a little emoji. Know. Like, so I know. They like, don't use emoji enough. I, I love it. Em- I love it. Gifts as well. No one's used gifts. It's definitely uh I don't know how to network. I've networked more than my professor. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> really networked with him. I will say, I mean, I told you that he was like, Oh, I know who Je- like I know who you are, Jesse, because I'd emailed him some questions and I was like uh-huh. so embarrassed. Um, but I did almost learn a personal growth lesson and then did not learn it. School is one of my most like neurotic environments. Mm-hmm. I want a hundred percent. I like really want to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing well in my class. Right. And so I, I have a hundred percent in the class basically. And mm-hmm. I, you know, not that it's been like hard. It's like do a discussion board, you get a point, <laughs> but, um, I had to post something and then, and then I didn't realize that I had to comment on other people's posts for this assignment. I thought it was like encouraged. And I was like, I don't really have any feedback. Mm. And I, on the group chat, I'd actually made a couple suggestions. So I felt like I'd like played the supportive peer role. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't like repeat anything on the, on the discussion board for the class. And I got dinged 0.3 points. Ooh. And Patty, you would think I got a D in the whole dang class. I was so melodramatic about it. I, I was that. so melodramatic about it. Point three points. So heartbroken. Like, this is going to ruin my day. <laughs> I was so upset. I told my Pilates teacher, I Pilates later that day. And she, she did like the perfect amount of mocking me where she's like, Oh God, point three points. You know, just, <laughs> I was like, I know that I actually need that kind of mocking right now. So I decided like, part of why it was bothering me is because I was being really hard on myself for like being lazy that week. Mm. And I was like, you should have done it. Like, don't be lazy. And so I decided like for myself, I was going to go do the comments because I didn't want to be like a jerk classmate and, and not do some stuff. So I did it and I really wanted to email him and be like, well, it wasn't clear on the instructions. I get that. FYI. And I was so proud of myself because I didn't send the email. And I was like, Jesse, you need to understand that it's okay to lose 0.3 points so in hard, a class. Though. And it's it was so almost hard. like harder that it was 0. 0.3 points. <laughs> like it just felt so nitpicky. So I was definitely like, really like, this is growth. You need to not be a perfectionist. This is absolutely insignificant. Like you knew that you probably should do the comments and you chose not to. And that wasn't necessarily the wrong decision. Like there's a lot going on. And the next day he changed my grade and gave me back the 0. 0.3 points without me <laughs> messaging him. <laughs> 
And I learned nothing. I learned nothing. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, now I'm going into the big final assignments, wanting to keep my 100%, which is pretty impossible to do. And it's going to be a rocky month. Let me freaking tell you. It's going to be so hard. I was so close to personal growth and I tried to grow. And then, (laughs) and then he took that away from me. You know, it's fickle. Personal growth. (laughs) There's a, there's another person in the class who was upset. They got dinged 0.2 points. And I was, I, I immediately was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. it, Like I, I get that it's ridiculous, but it's, it's when it feels nitpicky that it's like, give me a break. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely like, it's something to talk about in therapy. <laughs> it's something that I've it talked about. It is. It is. Because my therapist was like, well, if you're taking a test, like, does it bother you if like you miss one or like how, like, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm going to miss one. I'm going to bet. 20 questions out of 20 questions and she was like so you're a perfectionist I'm like how dare you (laughs) how dare you say that because it's true you are a perfectionist Patty because I get like 0.2 points or whatever it is like hurts me more than if it had been five percent like if it's five percent I get it it's like a trivia even when a question isn't clear and I get it wrong because it, in my opinion, because it wasn't clear, I am livid. But if I just don't know the answer, I'm like, it's fine. I agree. The five, like if I get 19 out of 20 on my next paper, give me 17 out of 20. I can yes. emotionally handle 17 out of 20 better. But you're mm-hmm. also like, you're also in the decade of growth where like, perfectionism is having a much different impact than it does when you're in like high school whereas like when you're working and you are a perfectionist like when and I was too in my 20s I would work so hard and do all the details and something I get it though like like such a deep level of my brain says like you could have gotten those 0.3 points if you had tried harder if I like, just been less lazy, exactly. I could have gotten the point three points. Like if you had reread the question, you could have gotten it. I know. And it's I will so say, hard. <laughs> I think that the thing that is like, I mean, not to be too serious, but the thing that is annoying about this is I got a lot better about this in my MBA program. Like, really? Yes, because I was working like two jobs and in an MBA program mm-hmm. and subjects I had no experience with. And so, and I was really nervous. I thought I was like, I just don't want to be on academic probation. Like I was just really nervous. And then, <laughs> so like my first semester when I like easily got A's, I was like, oh, like this is fine. <laughs> like, and then the next semester, like was, I was starting to be like, oh, I just, I remember that I'm not good at learning things I don't care about. and so I was like a lot more flexible with my grades like Mm -hmm. in finance if I was passing I was happy as a clam in org behavior if I wasn't getting a hundred percent I was devastated so like I definitely was able to like I got a little better at that in undergrad but probably just because I was like depressed and whatever (laughs) about things but like I got a lot better in my MBA program because I was like, you are working all the time. When you're not working, you are doing 
master's work Mm -hmm. and you are exhausted and you are never going to have a career in finance and you do not care about it. And so why would you do this? Like, so I got a lot better about being like, was it good enough? Great. But with this program, I don't know what it is, but I am all the way back to like high school. Give me all of my points. It's such a like thing that like, like as and flows because like sometimes I was so overwhelmed that I'm like you know what it's done it's fine but sometimes I'm like if this is not perfect we're not like it's not going in like we I can't submit it I can't even start it because I know it's not gonna be perfect like well um I know I can't even start it because it's not gonna be perfect isn't that what so much of it comes down to yeah so much of it I mean I do I can psychoanalyze this psychoanalyze myself pretty effectively on this one and that like right now because I have no anchors in any other way in life like I am over invested in identifying with this program so like I try to be gentle with myself but I will say one thing I made I when I was your age I had had no progress made on that I am hoping I am legitimate made as much progress as I think I have on perfectionism is like creative endeavors. So mm-hmm. it's like, why would I experiment with watercolors when my final product isn't going to be good the first time I ever pick up watercolors? Yeah. I am totally, totally that girl. And I've always been that girl with crafting. Yeah. I get the thing is like I get it. So I'm probably like the worst person to like yeah. talk about this. This whole podcast is like, yeah, like, I get yeah, that neuroses I too. Got that. <laughs> I got that. Yeah. I, I think it's it's human I don't know I mean I wouldn't I also went to like Catholic school which is very academically like challenging and like I remember them telling us like your work is a reflection of you yeah like especially when like papers get crinkled I've gotten better about that like my papers can get a little crinkled now (laughs) (laughs) if you turned in a physical paper but um yeah it was like you have a folder so you should put in the folder so it doesn't get crinkled because like how you turn in your work reflects on who you are as a person and it's so easy to like when you're a kid it's so easy to conflate that with like goodness and like your value as a human being so like if your kid's in catholic school (laughs) (laughs) be easy on them about the easy on them about their paper um but a lot of it is just me as a person because like when i was learning how to write that paper that those eyes had to be dotted perfectly or I was erasing the whole paper and doing really? it again yeah I think it's really like baked into my personality oh yeah I want to I'm ex- I'm looking forward to talking to like 20 years from now Patty to see yeah. like what this is because I think it was only like 10 years ago I even started making a tiny bit of progress and it was I think I talked about a therapy probably for 10 years before I even started (laughs) to make progress on this. Like, it's very, very hard. But I think this is what's keeping me from just being like, I'm going to write a fiction book. Because I'm like, but it won't be a bestseller. (laughs) Why would you write a book if it wasn't going to be a bestseller? So, yeah, so extreme, happy. It's like, it's just so hard. And like, like, the thing is, like, you can self-publish a book. So it's not like it needs to be like best-selling material as Amazon can tell you because there's a lot of self-published books on Amazon (laughs) about a lot of topics Mm -hmm. um but it's just hard and the thing is like you can't tell a perfectionist it's going to be fine 
You just can't. I mean, you can. My therapist did for a long time. (laughs) My worth is not in how perfect my drawing I'm just doing for myself is. But yeah, it's hard. I mean, I also like my sister is very naturally intelligent. And my mom is very naturally talented with art and drawing. Mm. So I think that didn't help. Yeah, that probably didn't help. Didn't help. Like my mom can like look at like a cartoon character and perfectly recreate it. What? Yeah. She, um, when she was an elementary school teacher, she would make like on the big butcher paper, she would like draw Garfield next to the right with him holding like a pencil next to the writing tips, the blankets that I make for my, my nephews. Um, and then now for my friends, like my mom draws, she cuts, she like looks online and draws the characters that then she sends me and I cut out and stuff. She's so good at it. So I don't, I'm like, you're either born with it or you're not like very (laughs) dramatic. And that is not how anything works really. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Though I will say my sister was born with intelligence and had a very good education. So like that obviously Mm -hmm. impacts what she can do with applying, um, you know, the kind of industry she can go into. But I'm telling you, I mean, I like, I don't even know what to do, but that's, the perfectionism does does creep in now and then and I am proud of myself for trying not to be a perfectionist and then both frustrated and very happy that my professor <laughs> destroyed that for me so I look forward to crying uh, to you in the future when I get knocked down one point on my 20 point paper which I have to write two papers one is not going to be great this is all true we're growing as people those are my my school. And it and... sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's just so hard. I do like to change careers every few years, though. So it is a great, exciting reinvention time. Um, financially, I am in the stage of applying for market research studies. <laughs> in fact that even if I write a best-selling book it's not paying anything this year uh so you know we're learning we're growing we're going out of our comfort zone and and that is what the quarter life and midlife crisis is yeah thank you everyone for joining us for this special topic episode I'm Jessie this is Patty and we are continuing to age ungracefully bye-bye bye